Today is the 17th day of November. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is great to be here with you today as we continue the journey day by day, step by step. And as we reach uh, a conclusion of another one of our weeks together, we are in the book of Ezekiel and we'll continue the book of Ezekiel. Then in the New Testament, we have some new territory to go into the letter Well, the book of James, which is a letter that will certainly challenge us. In uh, in my experience with reading the Bible, James is the butt kicker of them all. So we'll talk about that when we get there. But first, Ezekiel chapters 35 and 36. The Lord's word came to me, human one. Face Mount Seir and prophesy against it. Say to it, The Lord God proclaims, I am against you, Mount Seir. I will use my power against you. I will make you into a desolate wasteland. I will turn your cities into ruins and you will become a desolation. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Because you nursed an ancient grudge, you handed the Israelites over to the sword in the time of their distress during their final punishment. So now the Lord God proclaims, As surely as I live, I will prepare you for blood, and blood will pursue you. Because you don't hate bloodshed, bloodshed will pursue you. I will turn Mount Seir into a desolate wasteland when I cut off from it both passerby and homecomer. I will fill its highlands, your hills and your valleys and all your ravines with its slain. Those who are slain by the sword will fall on them. I will turn you into an eternal desolation. Your cities won't be inhabited, and you will know that I am the Lord. You said, These two nations and these two territories are mine. We will take possession of them even if the Lord is there. Therefore the Lord God proclaims, As surely as I live, I will act accordingly to the anger and zeal you displayed when you dealt with them so hatefully. When I judge you, I will make myself known to them, and you will know that I am the Lord. I've heard the lies and libels that you uttered against Israel's highlands when you said, They are laid waste. They've been given to us to consume. With your mouths you exalted yourselves against me and spoke your words against me. I myself heard it. The Lord God proclaims, As the whole world rejoices, I will turn you into a desolation. Just as you rejoiced over the house of Israel's inheritance because it became desolate, so I will deal with you. Mount Seir, you will become a desolation with all of Edom, all of it. Then they will know that I am the Lord. You, human one, Prophesy to Israel's mountains and say, Hear the Lord's word, mountains of Israel. The Lord God proclaims, The enemy mocked you and said, The ancient heights belong to us. Therefore prophesy and say, The Lord God proclaims, When the surviving nations pressed in and ravaged you from all around to lay claim to you, you became an object of the people's slander and derision. Hear the Lord God's word, mountains of Israel. The Lord God proclaims to the mountains and the hills, the watercourses and the valleys, 
the desolate ruins and the abandoned cities that were contemptuously looted by the surviving nations all around you. So now, says the Lord God, I will speak in my fiery passion against the surviving nations and against Edom, all those who gleefully and spitefully took my land for themselves as a possession only for plunder. Prophesy concerning Israel's fertile land and say to the mountains and to the hills, to the ravines and to the valleys, the Lord God proclaims, because you endured the ridicule of the nations, my passion and fury lead me to speak. So now the Lord God proclaims, I myself swear that the nations round about you will themselves suffer ridicule. But you, mountains of Israel, will extend your branches and bear your fruit for my people Israel, because they will come home very soon. Look, I'm here for you, and I will turn toward you, and you will be farmed and sown. I will populate you with human beings, the whole house of Israel, all of them. The cities will be inhabited, the ruins rebuilt. When I make people and animals increase on you, they will multiply and be fruitful. I will cause you to be inhabited as you were before. I will do more good for you than in the beginning, and you will know that I am the Lord. I will let people walk through you, my people Israel. They will lay claim to you. You will be their inheritance, and you will no longer deprive them of anything. The Lord God proclaims, Because people say you are a devourer of human beings, and you are depriving your nation, Therefore, you will no longer devour human beings or deprive your nation of anything. This is what the Lord God says. You won't have to listen to anyone, to the taunts of the nations, or endure the scorn of the peoples, and you will no longer deprive your nation of anything. This is what the Lord God says. The Lord's word came to me. Human one, when the house of Israel lived on their fertile land, they polluted it with their ways and deeds. Their ways before me were polluted like the blood of menstruation, and so I poured out my fury on them for all the blood they had poured out on the land and for all the defilement of their idols. When I scattered them to the nations and dispersed them to other lands, I judged them according to their ways and deeds. But then, when they entered the other nations, they degraded my holy name because it was said of them, These are the Lord's people. Yet they had to leave his land. So I had compassion on my holy name, which the house of Israel degraded among the nations where they had gone. Therefore say to the house of Israel, The Lord God proclaims, House of Israel, I am not acting for your sake, but for the sake of my holy name, which you degraded among the nations where you have gone. I will make my great name holy which has degraded among the nations when you dishonored it among them. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord. This is what the Lord God says. When I make myself holy among you in their sight, I will take you from the nations. I will gather you from all the countries, and I will bring you to your own fertile land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be cleansed of all your pollution. I will cleanse you of all your idols, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove your stony heart from your body and replace it with a living one. 
and I will give you my spirit so that you may walk according to my regulations and carefully observe my case laws. Then you will live in the land that I gave to your ancestors and you will be my people and I will be your God. I will save you from all your uncleanness and I will summon the grain and make it grow abundantly so that you won't endure famine. I will make abundant the orchards, fruits, and the fields produce so that you will never again endure the shame of famine among the nations. Then you will remember your evil ways and no good deeds, and you will feel disgust for yourselves because of your sinful and detestable practices. Not for your sake do I act. This is what the Lord God proclaims. Let that be known to you. Be ashamed and be humiliated because of all your ways, house of Israel. The Lord God proclaims, On the day that I cleanse you of all your guilt, I will cause the cities to be inhabited and the ruins will be rebuilt. The desolate land will be farmed and it won't be like it was when it seemed a wasteland to all who passed by. They will say, This land, which was a desolation, has become like the Garden of Eden. And the cities that were ruined, ravaged, and razed are now fortified and inhabited. The surviving nations around you will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt what was torn down and have planted what was made desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do it. The Lord God proclaims, I will also allow the house of Israel to ask me to do this for them that I increase them like a human flock, like the holy flock, like the flock of Jerusalem at its festivals. The ruined cities will be filled with a human flock, and they will know that I am the Lord. Okay, so that brings us to the New Testament, and that brings us to a brand new threshold that we walk into, the Epistle of James, which is... Which is an, it's a new voice that we haven't heard from before in the Bible. Throughout church history, this letter has, has had its share of scrutiny from a number of different angles, mostly about which James wrote this. Who was the James that is the author of this letter? And because of this, stating it's been difficult. But there has been a, a scenario that's like long-term supported and that is that this letter was probably written by James, the half-brother of Jesus, who, who did not follow his brother Jesus, who did not believe in Jesus during his earthly ministry. But after the resurrection, James became a pillar of the early church and presided over the fundamental early decisions, like the one at the Jerusalem Council that we read about when we read through the book of Acts, which opened the way for Gentiles to come to Jesus to be accepted into the family of God. And one of the reasons this scenario holds so much weight and has had such a long-standing tradition is that, well, the, the scenario is like Hebrews. We don't know who exactly wrote the, the book of Hebrews, but whoever did write it had enough influence and authority in the gospel that it would be preserved and carried forward. And so the book of James is like that. Whoever wrote this had enough influence and authority among the early believers for the letter to be recognized and held on to. And James, the half-brother of Jesus, fits that criteria, maybe in a more significant way than anybody else. James is 
clearly from a Hebrew perspective. It's like the letter to the Hebrews. It was addressed to the 12 tribes, the Jewish believers scattered abroad. That's like James 1.1. We'll read that in just a second. And so this tells us this is written to a Jewish audience. Maybe give some clues to who this Jewish audience was. Maybe it had been addressed to those who through persecution had dispersed from Jerusalem and were kind of planting all around. And a, a letter coming from the mother church in Jerusalem would have been encouraging because people were beginning to live in fear. Stephen had been stoned. We read about that in the book of Acts. That could have been a catalyst. So James is probably writing to those who had been in his pastoral care in Jerusalem, which would make this letter one of the earliest Christian writings that we have. And if that's true, then this letter preserves some of the earliest Hebrew postures of the Christian faith and some of those postures have a lot to do with the way that we conduct ourselves. We're going to be challenged in this letter that we can say anything. Talk is cheap. What you do is what matters. More clearly than anywhere else in the New Testament, James will teach us that the choices we make add up to the life that we have. And this letter will tell us that faith without works is dead. This little letter, and it won't take us long to get through it, but this little letter contains some of the boldest and most direct and confrontational truths that we'll find. It's going to be a mirror. It should kick our butt. It should kick it hard. It should kick us back on the path, on the narrow road that leads to life. Because we have a tendency to drift, and James kind of comes along to jerk the slack out of things. And so, we begin. James, chapter 1. Verses 1 through 18. From James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes who are scattered outside the land of Israel. Greetings. My brothers and sisters, think of the various tests you encounter as occasions for joy. After all, you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let this endurance complete its work so that you may be fully mature, complete, and lacking in nothing. But anyone who needs wisdom should ask God, whose very nature is to give to everyone without a second thought, without keeping score. Wisdom will certainly be given to those who ask. Whoever asks shouldn't hesitate. They should ask in faith without doubting. Whoever doubts is like the surf of the sea, tossed and turned by the wind. People like that should never imagine that they will receive anything from the Lord. They are double-minded, unstable in all their ways. Brothers and sisters who are poor should find satisfaction in their high status. Those who are wealthy should find satisfaction in their low status because they will die off like wildflowers. The sun rises with its scorching heat and dries up the grass so that its flowers fall and its beauty is lost. Just like that, in the midst of their daily lives, the wealthy will waste away. Those who stand firm during testing are blessed. They are tried and true. They will receive the life God has promised to those who love Him as their reward. 
No one who is tested should say, God is tempting me. This is because God is not tempted by any form of evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Everyone is tempted by their own cravings. They are lured away and enticed by them. Once those cravings conceive, they give birth to sin. And when sin grows up, it gives birth to death. Don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good gift, every perfect gift comes from above. These gifts come down from the Father, the creator of heavenly lights, in whose character there is no change at all. He chose to give us birth by his true word. And here is the result. We are like the first crop from the harvest of everything he created. Psalm 116 I love the Lord because he hears my requests for mercy. I call out to him as long as I live because he listens closely to me. Death's ropes bound me. The distress of the grave found me. I came face to face with trouble and grief. So I called on the Lord's name. Lord, please save me. The Lord is merciful and righteous. Our God is compassionate. The Lord protects simple folk. He saves me whenever I am brought down. I tell myself, you can be at peace again because the Lord has been good to you. You, God, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears and my foot from stumbling. So I'll walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I have remained faithful even when I said, I am suffering so badly. Even when I said, out of fear, everyone is a liar. What can I give back to the Lord for all the good things he has done for me? I'll lift up the cup of salvation. I'll call on the Lord's name. I'll keep the promises I made to the Lord in the presence of all God's people. The death of the Lord's faithful is a costly loss in his eyes. Oh yes, Lord. I am definitely your servant. I am your servant and the son of your female servant. You freed me from my chains, so I'll offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving to you and I'll call on the Lord's name. I'll keep the promises I made to the Lord in the presence of all God's people, in the courtyards of the Lord's house, which is in the center of Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 27, 23 through 27. Know your flock well. Pay attention to your herds. For no treasure lasts forever, nor a crown generation after generation. When the grass goes away, new growth appears, and the plants of the hills are gathered. Then the lambs will provide your clothes, and the goats will be the price of your fields. There will be enough goat's milk for your food, for the food of your house, and to nourish your young women. Father, we thank you for another day, another week, another time, another space of time that we can devote to community. 
the coming together into each other's presence, and to the scriptures washing over us and informing our lives, we thank you. And as we move into this letter of James, we invite you, Holy Spirit. It's kind of a joke that it's a butt kicker, but we kind of need it. And so we invite you to shake out the slack in our lives, the drift, the ways that we've been wandering. Snap that out of us. What are we doing? Wake us up that we might walk the narrow path that leads to life and that we we may walk strong into the end of this year and into the beginning of the new year. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That is the website where you find out what's going on around here. So check that out. We're kind of getting to, we're kind of getting to Christmas time. So we'll be talking about that soon, but certainly check out the resources that are available in the shop. Check out the community section. Be familiar with the prayer wall that is always there for us, always available as a resource of encouragement. And that can be found in the community section. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. Thank you. Thank you humbly and deeply. There is a link on the homepage. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Hey, D.A.B. This is God is Gracious. Today, I just, I just, mm-mm. it's time for me to say goodbye to my grandfather because he's gonna see Jesus soon. And I'm really trying to keep it together. But he means so much to me. So much. He lives. He still lives but he's been all in for Christ ever since I've known him before that, long before that. And he's one of those few lucky people who's kept that twinkle in his eye all his life. And it wasn't there when I went to see him in the hospital. So, 
I don't even know what to ask for. I just know I can't be alone right now. And God is still with me, you know? Hey Dabbers, Christopher from the Pretzel City with a few items. First, a praise report. I asked you to pray about my income and uh, I got a new job that more than covers our needs. So thank you for your prayers. He is Yahweh Jireh, our provider. And um, just want to let Riley's folks know, even though this will play after her surgery, we are praying hard for her here in the Pretzel City. Um, speaking of daughters who need surgery, please pray for mine. She is having a procedure on the 17th as a follow-up to a biopsy that was inconclusive. Please pray that it will go well and that she is cancer-free. Um, and lastly, please pray for my friend Cecilia and her family. She lost... Um, the love of her life and one of my favorite guys um, they had been married for over 30 years and she just needs all the comfort that God can deliver so please just just hold her up in prayer I love you guys and you all have a great week and follow Jesus take care Good morning, Daily Audio Bible. My name is Sabimbola. I'm calling from Nigeria. I'm, I want to pray this morning for the single mom that um, has three children and has been diagnosed with ALS. I thank God for your faith to believe Him for your healing and the lengthening of your days. I pray for you today in the name of Jesus for complete healing from ALS in Jesus name. I pray not only for the um, not only for the lengthening of your days, but I pray that you will fulfill the number of your days as ordained by God in Jesus name. Your time will not be shortened by disease, by ALS or any other disease in Jesus name. You will be present for all the joys of your children. You will guide them, you will raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord in good health in Jesus name. Thank you Lord for healing her and for um, providing for all her needs according to your riches and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. We love you, Father God. Hi, guys. This is Eyes of a Dove. Just lifting up some prayers today. Lots of heavy prayers. Manita, while it's so triggering for me, I know I must pray for your sister's son and his little seven-year-old son. As your sister's son deals with bipolar schizophrenia, that's what my mom deals with. And I was that seven-year-old boy. And I know, I know what he's going through. Man, fear and confusion, not understanding, and it's dangerous. And Father, I pray that you would get this man help in the name of Jesus, that you would heal his body, clear his mind, rebuke the enemy from any thought that he'd be put in his mind that could be skewed and confused. 
I, I pray for protection for this little boy, Father God, that you would bring in people to help this little boy. In Jesus' name. Paula from Albuquerque, um, I'm praying for your friends, uh, son and daughter, as they struggle in court over uh, molestation accusations, over a prodigal situation. Father, I pray that whatever the truth is, that it would come clear, no matter anybody's emotions or anybody's feeling, but your truth would come through in this case and that the innocent party would not be um, punished, Father God. But I pray for healing and forgiveness and hope for this family, unity. Junk to treasure, I am I am locking shields with you, my sister, for Tricia, your daughter, as she struggles so emotionally and she's on the edge feeling like, what is her option but suicide? But the only thing I'm sure is all those children that she has. Father, I'm lifting her up. I'm asking that you break the chains with this husband and his filthy addictions. You break that in the name of Jesus. And you bring him to true repentance. Sadie, I'm praying for your complete healing for physical and mental um, sickness. Father God, just heal her. In Amen.